0: Stop me if you've heard this, but Adrian Kempe scored on the Ducks again. More specifically, Adrian Kempe scored on John Gibson. And who the heck gave Jonathan Quick the elixir from the Fountain of Youth? We're going to talk about all that on today's episode. Let's hit the music. Your locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've got to be kidding me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, still in disbelief after that brilliant performance by Quickie. And I've been covering hockey for over a decade. In fact, I've been covering hockey for about a dozen years. But... A performance like that, I don't see very often from Jonathan Quick. As a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And you can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Wow. Jonathan Quick. H- how about that? I did not see that coming. Sarah Avampato and I jokingly said, Well, if it's Gibby and it's Quick... They've both been struggling, especially Gibson. He's been struggling much more recently. He had, he had a 20-game streak of allowing three goals or more. That was not a good streak. Quick, he's had some up-and-down games. So we jokingly said, oh, it's going to be high-scoring. Kings are going to win this one. It'll be 6-4. to four. There'll be a lot of scoring. There'll be a lot of high-octane. Yeah, that's what we thought would happen. Um yeah yeah we were wrong we were very wrong about that one as the kings were victorious and we'll talk more about what this means with for the kings later on briefly but it was only two to one only two to one are you kidding me are you kidding me with that the ducks could have scored more and they should have scored more the kings they scored they could have scored more too I would say this was a great performance by both goalies. John Gibson had some good saves throughout the night. And there was a couple really good ones that I thought, well, okay, he kind of saved the Ducks a little bit. Good for him. Gibby was good. Quickie was better. He committed grand larceny on multiple occasions that made you think, my God, he turned back the clock. I mean, I I, I make the joke about the Fountain of Youth, but it looked like it, didn't it? This looked like Vintage Quickie. Just to quickly recap what the heck happened on this one. First period, not really anything happening. The first few minutes, I think both teams were kind of feeling each other out. Not that it was boring, but it wasn't exactly the most exciting beginning of the game. It really wasn't. And then it started to get really good. Trevor Zegra starting to create some offense. Despite Zegris being on the line with Mayhew and Grant, you know, he was trying to will that team to some kind of offense. And as I said, he tried to create something out of nothing multiple times. And unfortunately, nothing was made off of that. But you know what? He didn't look frail. He didn't look frail at all. And, you know, he's that creative of a player, he's that gifted. Despite what Coach Eakin said, he's not frail, folks. He's just not. So, after one period, no score. Second period, oh boy, the Ducks were caught sleeping at the beginning of the second period. This one was a bad one to give up. 27 seconds into the second period, off of a face off, Andre Kopitar wins the face off, gets it to Adrian Kempe. And stop me if you've heard this one. Kempe! Oh, no! Yes, it happened again. Adrian Kempe scored on John Gibson. Kempe's 34th of the season. That made it 1-0. So I'm going to go off a li- on a bit of a tangent here and talk about Adrian Kempe for a little bit. Adrian Kempe likes to terrorize the Ducks. This is not just Ducks. This is Ducks organization, Okay. That's how bad this is, okay? And, gee, look at that. Kempe, oh, no. Yeah, if you've heard me say that tweet several times, you're not alone. Adrian Kempe this season has scored four goals. Four goals on the Ducks. He's had five points against Anaheim in three games this season. That That's it. He scored four goals. And I want to throw this stat out because... It's worth mentioning again. I've posted this that before. So Adrian Kempe has scored quite a few goals in his career. In fact, in his young career, Adrian Kempe has scored 88 goals. Okay. I checked that 89 goals. He has scored 89 career goals. All right. You ready for this? 11 of those have been against the Anaheim Ducks. Yes, you heard that right. 11 out of his 89 career goals have come against one team. They're all against the Ducks. But it goes further than that. This is by far the most against any other team. But those 11 aren't just against the Ducks. Those 11 goals, all of them, are against John Gibson. What the heck did Gibby do to piss Kempe off? Well, this might go back... Before the NHL. This goes back six years ago. Over six years ago. I've mentioned this before. There was a game that took place at Citizens Business Bank Arena late 2015. Between the Ontario Reign and the San Diego Goals. Adrian Kempe was part of that Ontario Reign team. John Gibson was part of that San Diego Goals team. What do you think happened on that game? Kempe would score a hat trick against Gibby. That means that between the AHL and the NHL, Adrian Kempe has scored 14 times against John Gibson. That is by far the most against any goalie across the AHL and the NHL. By far. What did Gibby do to you, Kempe? What what, what is it? What? Did he say something bad to you on social media? Did he piss you off in Ontario? Did he kind of say something to you? I mean, what what is it? I I kind of want to know. Like, does Kempe just does Does he just raise his game up every time he sees Gibby and goes, "Oh, there are there stars in his eyes every time he sees Gibby on the other side of the ice"? Is that it? Huh? Huh? Fourteen goals, fourteen. That is a ton. Ah, oh, poor Gibby. You know this is—you know what's going to happen on Saturday, right? You know what's going to happen Saturday night at Staples Center. Kempe is going to score on Gibby once again. And this is assuming that Gibby starts on Saturday. And if Dallas Eakins is a smart man, he will not start <laughs> Gibby on Saturday. Gibby needs that Sunday game on Getzloff's final game. If Dallas Eakins is a smart coach... He will start Anthony Stolarz on that game, and maybe he'll have a chance. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. We'll see. Oh, by the way, rest of that game, just for shiggles, Adam Henrique scored on the power play. So, hey, the Ducks power play is still working. Yeah, 1-4-4 on the power play, another power play goal. Hey, I'll take that. That tied things up at one goal apiece. Uncle Rico from, da-da-da, Troy Terry, who, by the way, Troy Terry continues his point streak. He is currently at 64 points on the season. He's only six points away from 70 points. He's five away from 69. Cool. Then that third period happened. And we're going to talk about that at length after the first intermission, because I do want to talk about that just a little bit. But first, Let's talk about HelloFresh, alright? HelloFresh is a farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredient meal and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And for someone like me that doesn't have a lot of time, HelloFresh is definitely something that I enjoy using. You get farm-fresh, seasonal produce, and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door Every week, it's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do they come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. So if you want to try it for yourself, Go to HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and use code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and promo code LOCKEDON16 will get you 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about the goal that wasn't then was. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And guess what? You're still log- locked in with J.D. Hernandez. I'm the host of this here podcast. I've been covering hockey for almost a dozen years. And I've seen some terrific games. But now we got to talk about what happened in that third period. We got to talk about that goal in particular because that was a massive, massive call that literally decided the outcome of this game. And I'm talking about that goal that took place in the third period. Okay. So was it a goal or wasn't it? It was called off. Then it was called. Well, first it was called a goal. Then it was called off because. What happened was John Gibson got out of position. He was outside of his crease, may have gotten knocked over, and on the ice, they called that a goal. All right. Then the refs and linesmen huddled together, and then they said there was no goaltender interference, or there was goaltender interference, so they called no goal. And that was a long huddle. So first it was a goal, then it was no goal. They called goaltender interference, Todd McClellan did not like that, so he had to officially use his coach's challenge. So then they went to the situation room. We heard Lindsey Ember, Organist Lynn, played the Jeopardy theme. Played the long version of the Jeopardy theme. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening, Lindsey. I heard you play the long version of Jeopardy, which was cool. So this one took a long time. Got a deep look at the situation room until they officially, eventually decided that because Gibby was out of his crease, yeah, kid you not, that was called a good goal. I put that video up on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. You could hear the reaction from all the Kings fans there. That was the turning point of the game and that would ultimately be the deciding goal of the game. Only 32 seconds into the third period. Philippe Deneau scored his 25th of the season. And that was off of an Arvidsson shot. And that would be your final score. 2-1. The Kings beat Anaheim. This game doesn't really matter that much for the Anaheim Ducks. This mattered monumentally for the Los Angeles Kings. Because that put them in a situation where they control their own destiny. They have... Four games left on the schedule. They have 92 points. Two teams that are chasing them in the division are the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks, both at 87 points. The max amount of points those two teams can get is 97. That means with four games left, the Kings' magic number is down to six, meaning that all the Kings have to do is win three of their final four games And they will clinch a playoff spot. Who do the Kings have left? Hmm. Well, they have the Blackhawks on Thursday. And oh, that's right. They have another game against the Anaheim Ducks. They play each other on Saturday. Then the Kings have... They have some team from Seattle again. And then they have the Vancouver Canucks. That last game might not matter. You've got to assume that the Kings are going to win 3 out of 4 at this point. Even if the Ducks... Like win or lose, the Kings just have to beat Seattle theoretically, and they would have to beat another not so good team. Yeah, I at this point I see the Kings making it. I think they're going to beat Chicago, I think they're going to beat the Seattle Kraken. So, yeah, I think the Kings are in it. And for Duck fans, would you rather see the Kings miss the playoffs or would you rather see Vegas? Yeah, there's a lot of commonality between Kings fans and Ducks fans. In fact, I was talking to a lot of Kings fans after the game. Yes, I did talk to the Kings fans. Yes, I was wearing my Patos de Anaheim jersey because El Capitan was playing, and it was my last time getting to see El Capitan play. So, of course, I had to wear the Patos jersey. And did I get a lot of crap from Kings fans? Not as much because, hey, you know what? At least the Kings fans respected the jersey. They're like, hey, you know what? That's pretty badass. We like that. So, getting to talk to them, they said, you know what? Ducks fans and Kings fans can agree on one thing. We hate the Vegas Golden Knights. (laughs) So we'd rather see them miss the playoffs. Yeah, there's a bit of catharsis there as to seeing Vegas miss the playoffs. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? (sighs) I've talked about that long enough. And I do want to just briefly talk about Jonathan Quick once again. I'll devote a couple minutes to Quickie. And then we'll go to a break. Jonathan Quick had one of his finest performances of the season. The Ducks shot the puck 30 times. Quickie stopped 29 of them. But it was the quality of the shots. It was the shots just grazing the post. It was the shots where he barely got a little bit. He just got enough to save it. John Quick beat out John Gibson. Fair and square on this game. The expected goals for this one for all strengths. The Ducks or yeah, the Ducks had 3.09 expected goals. The Kings had 2.02. So hey, you know what? John Gibson had a positive score. Yeah. Gibby had a point zero two, but hey, it's in the positive. Quickie. Oh boy. His game score was above two. Mm -hmm. The expected goals was over three, and he only allowed one goal. The Ducks could have scored more, and they didn't. That one is a tough pill to swallow. But this looked like vintage Quickie. This looked like 2012 to 2014 Quickie. And I pointed this out, and my sincere apology for making some of you feel old when I tweeted this. In fact, I had one... One person saying like, thanks for making me feel old. Hey, you know what? You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that I made you feel old, but I have to point out that Jonathan Quick won the con Smythe Trophy 10. Yeah, 10 years ago. He really turned back the hands of time. Has it really been 10 years since the Kings won their first cup? Yeah, in fact, it has. So you know what? That's one where you have to tip your cap and say, you know what? You played a pretty darn good game. That w- that was just Jonathan Quick doing his thing like he did about a decade ago. Just got to tip your cap. That's the kind of game it was. It was great goaltending. The Ducks had their chances, especially in that second period. Quickie committed grand larceny on this game. He stole that game from the Ducks. He earned Those two points for the Kings. I should say against the Ducks for the Kings. Quickie earned those two points. He should get all the stakes. That's that. All right. We're going to head into this second intermission before we close it out. But first, let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar, which, by the way, comes in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. And hey, you know what? Try their Built Puffs as well, including my personal favorite, the Churro Puff. You heard that correctly. The Churro Flavored Built Bar. Built Bars, on average, are only about 150 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and packed with at least 17 grams of protein. So if you want to try for yourself, head to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the break... We will wrap up with some final thoughts on this one and a and a sneak peek at what's coming the rest of this week. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez. Bit of a programming note as usual, tomorrow will be goals Thursday, it'll come in the early afternoon on Thursday, the goals did play a game Tuesday night. This was a very important game. They played the Henderson Silver Knights and lost that game. The goals do have another game later tonight. So, hey, you know what? The Ducks aren't playing. So, if you haven't already, check out AHL TV. The goals are playing. You can see the future of the goals. And hey, you know what? Jacob Perot's back. So, maybe that'll be worth watching on its own. So I'll be covering that on Goals Thursday tomorrow. So I talked about Adrian Kempe enough. He's probably going to score a lot more goals. But I want to talk about Ryan Getzloff for just a hot minute. This was my last time getting to see Ryan Getzloff play in person and getting to see the warm-ups, getting to see how he interacts with the players. I, I love it. I love the way that Getzy just kind of, interacts with all the guys and tries to lean in and just stay as loose out there as possible. He has two games left. Yeah. Let me repeat that. There are two games left in the playing career of Ryan Getzloff. He has the game on Saturday at Staples center against the Kings. I know what it's called, but everyone's still calls it Staples. And then we have that final game on Sunday against the St. Louis blues that one's going to be emotional and you know what i didn't get as emotional on tuesday's game against the kings i got more emotional on sunday's game because that was a point where i knew and i realized this could be it this could be the last time i see ryan getzloff play but not only play play a very good game and did i get emotional when i saw ryan getzloff get the second star And he took that little extended lap and he waved his hands to the crowd. Kind of like a thank you, but also kind of like it kind of felt like a little bit of a goodbye. Did I get emotional? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And talking to some of the fans afterwards, they felt it too. They knew it. They said, yeah, I'm going to be really sad when I go to Sunday's game. I'm going to be crying. I imagine that a lot of fans are going to be shedding a plethora of tears. And you know what? I I do not blame you at all. But one more hope for Saturday's game, and I'll re- reiterate this later in the week. Saturday's game is at Staples Center. This will be Gesloff's final road game. That'll be Gesloff's final game against the Kings. I think about eight years ago, when the Ducks and Kings played in the 2014 Stanley Cup playoff, And Temu Solani's final game took place at the Ponda. There was a certain chant that rang out across the Ponda. And I remember this. The the chants began from Kings fans. They started saying, thank you, Temu. Clap, 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 clap. And then it started building. And building more. And then you had the entire Honda Center saying, thank you, Temu. That was respect from the Kings fans. I hope that the same thing happens on Saturday's game. So if you happen to be a Kings fan listening to this, if you happen to be going to the game on Saturday, I think this is a case where after the game ends on Saturday, no matter what, I hope we hear people begin this chant, thank you, Getz Laugh, or thank you, Ryan, whichever one is going to work best. I sincerely hope we hear that chant and it rings all around Staples Center. That's my hope for those final games. Uh, Another quick note. uh, Look at the standings really quick. The Kings have 92 points. Oilers, 94. Wild card, it's going to be those two central teams. It's going to be Nashville and Dallas or possibly... No, it's going to be Nashville and Dallas. They'll be the wild cards. Vegas and Vancouver each have 87 points. They each have five games left. If the Kings are victorious against Chicago on Thursday night, then their magic number would go down to three. And if Vegas and Vancouver both lose later this week, then you know what? The Kings could clinch a playoff spot potentially on that Saturday. So that is something else to possibly keep an eye on for Getty's final road game and his second to last game. Last night happened to be Getzy's penultimate home game. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad that I saw Gesloff play all those years. Really, really stinking glad. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, tomorrow will be goals Thursday. So do check that out. And a little bit of a programming note that I want to mention right now. Uh, we have goals Thursday. Then we have a show on Friday. Then Monday. Monday's going to be emotional. Tuesday, there will be no show. I'm not going to do a three stars of, of that week because, A, there's only two games, and or only three games, and, B, everybody knows that my first, second, and third star is going to be Ryan Getzloff for that week. Everybody knows it. So Monday will be a bit of a longer show, and since I will be traveling on Monday slash Tuesday, there will be no Locked on Ducks Next Tuesday, so just wanted to make that programming note uh, known to you all, and then we'll be back with our regular podcasts on Wednesday. So make sure to check that out as the season winds to a close. All right, uh, thank you all so much. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, etc. You could find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It is greatly appreciated. And don't forget, Locked on NHL should be your second listen. Today is Western Conference Wednesday featuring Jess Balmasto and right said Sarah, Sarah Avampato. So do make that your second listen of the day. Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.